0: You're listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. You're listening to Forty Something Podcast, Valley in the Vig. Now, here are your hosts, Silicon Steve Valley and the Vig. Forty Something Podcast! And we are back with Valley and the Vig And today folks, it actually is going to be a little bit more of a serious episode As we're going to have a gentleman by the name of Kyle Capone Who I have been a a friend with for well over two decades And he is a black man and he is a very outspoken black man. And we're going to talk a lot about some race issues today. And we're going to hear him. And he's going to talk about a story when he was six years old, how he was thrown to the ground and harassed by cops, yelling racial epithets at him as a six-year-old child from a from two white officers. And that's the kind of thing that, blacks in america deal with that white people need to start waking up to so we're gonna have a very interesting conversation with him and let's get right into it now hey hey do you hear me yep now we're good Good all right all right so what's going on man nice to actually talk to you what's going on good to talk to you too man long time long time was talking about you guys and that's why when i saw your video the other day i was like i'm hop on i actually was talking about how when i was growing up i you know one of my kind of my changes because i was you know who i hung out with before you guys you know there were jokes a lot of there were some racist things happening i'll be the first to admit it i mean i would would make fun i would say things too that were racist but i did it making fun of people being racist that's how i always myself interpreted and i thought they were doing the same thing and then i realized they weren't and and even at the time now in retrospect I realize even those jokes, if I say the end bomb, even if I'm making fun of racist white people, it's still not cool, you know? Right. So, right. So but that was something I had to grow and learn. I hang out with you and Cheese, and it's like, all right, now let me and I loved hanging out with you guys. We had so much fun back in the day. You know? <laughs>
1: did we, did we? Got so much trouble, but it was fun. And I think it's I think as kids, we didn't really I don't think we cared. Yeah, you know I mean, I think we, we knew, but it was like like I, like I always say, it, I didn't hang with you. I didn't hang with you guys. Like, the dudes that you hung with before us, like, I didn't care what they thought. You know, I didn't care how they felt about me. Fight me. You know, you can say what you want, but you won't fight me. You know, and I think a lot of us had that mentality. You know what I mean? You can say what you want, but you won't say it to my face. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, hey, that's how you feel? Cool. Keep it over there. But if you come over here, we can handle something. You know, so it was like, And then it was just like, for me, it was like I wanted to be cool with a lot of different people. You know, I wanted to know what was going on on your side, just like you knew what was going on on my side. You know what I mean? It was just like, but we had the great divide. You know, we had the great divide in in our town. Demographically and, you know, mentally.
2: What was the great divide?
1: where blacks just stayed together with the blacks and the whites stayed together with the whites. You know, you had a couple that, you know, messed with us, just like we had a couple blacks that, you know, messed with majority whites. But it was just, even when you talk about areas where we lived in, my general area, everyone that owned the house in my general area was black. But if I went across the train tracks, everybody over there was white. You know what I mean? And then things started really escalating, i say probably about, 94, 95, when a lot of more blacks and Spanish people started moving into the town. And now you had blacks and Spanish people on the other side of the tracks. And it just, it fueled the hate and the anger that was, that was in the city. You know, and it's just, things just, you know, we grew up in it. So it's like, you know, as adults, it's like, I'm, I'm used to
2: it now. You, uh, I, I would hear in in hip hop uh, in the in the '90s. You'd listen to some hip hop, and they would say, "I'm from the other side of the track." I'm from the other side of the tracks. You know, I, they were talking about somewhere in New Jersey. Uh, it, had to, it had to be what you're what you're referring to, really. I'm trying to you know thinking back to the right. side. It's just it's,
1: it's just like like I tell my kids now. Like I ride around. I'm in Dallas now, and I ride around the city, and I show them different areas, and I say, "Watch how the demographic changes." Just pay attention to how the houses get smaller, but the demographic changes as well. You know, you'll go three blocks over here, big houses, majority of people you see walking in the neighborhoods and stores are white. You go three more blocks over and it doesn't look at all the same. And the majority of people are Spanish and black. You know what I mean? And it's just like the other side of the tracks. You yeah. know what I mean, and it's you know what side of the tracks you belong on by what you see. And I, you know, for me, I think that's where a lot of racism comes from is just that and fit, that superiority, superiority that I live on the other side of the tracks. You know what I mean, I can yeah. look at your house and look, I can, I can look at your big house and look at your little apartment.
0: And I just feel like I'm better than you, whether I am or not. I just feel like I am. And that just goes to a much deeper situation where people value different things and all that. But and I want to get into how you're raising your kids in a little bit because I think it's very important how we see someone with your perspective because this is you you're, you do not Kyle Kyle Capone do you like Kyle Capone should I call you by that That's what Kyle we got. Capone Kyle, either Kyle way well, yeah Kyle Capone Kyle, so, so <laughs> what I want to talk about now we'll talk about how you're raising your children particularly in a pretty much red state even though it's almost blue but you're you know Texas is Texas we know that <laughs> you know what I mean right. but you can give us a right. perspective. Uh, but growing up one thing I always wanted to ask and I'll tell you what I'll tell you what really erupted were you in You believe you were there when a student held up the confederate flag at a pep rally
1: yeah I was yeah. there that's when we had the signs going around when it was a big uh spick or the signs of spicks, and they were yeah I remember that yeah
0: but there yeah and now that being said, and I remember this, and and this is, I was always encouraged because I was fortunate. My parents never said the end, dropped the end bomb. My dad said off-color, off-hand racist things that, you know, and it's like, oh, okay, and it's, I guess it's okay. And then when I got older, I again hanging out, I became very dear friends with with our friend Lyle, and he was my buddy for like two years in a row. Every day we're hanging out. And he went through some tough times, and we talked about it and things like that. And then you start listening and opening your mind and opening your ears. We didn't get – we still don't have a lot of that in our hometown. But the the racism was really up front back then, and people act like it wasn't. I and mean, I remember we had a friend, Akil, and I'm not going to say his last name, but we had a friend, Akil, one one of – really the, the most gentle, awesome dudes we graduated with. I don't know if you remember Akil. Um And he was mm-hmm. running right by our hometown. He lived by me. He was running – through a, a park and it was me and a bunch of my white friends. And I, I have one of my friends said, Oh, where's your TV set? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and that shit is just okay. That was okay. But that's not racist. Oh, we're just joking. So what's your response to that? <laughs> I mean, it's, just, it's like I said, it's what it was then.
1: Like you said, it was, it was in our face. We, were, we, we couldn't hide it. No one was going to hide it. And it was just in your face. And you just had to deal with it. You just you either had to get tough skin about it or you had to sit around and mope about it. And we just got tough skin about it. Like I said, most of the things were said would be said to you to you guys. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be said to us. We'd hear it. We'd, we'd know it's being said. We'd see the snickers. But it's just like, as long as you don't say it to me. You know, like I, like I said the other day in my video, it's just like, I don't want to make you like me. If you don't like me, you don't like me. Me trying to make you like me is forcing you into a corner that's going to make you hate me even more. If you don't like me, just stay away from me and I'll stay away from you. As long as I know that you don't like
0: me. Yeah, absolutely. And you, and you so mentioned you When that. we that's have what... to come together, to stay away from me. And 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 you mentioned that about Trump. You actually said Trump was actually a good thing in a lot of ways because you were able to kind of see where people were at. (laughs) Right,
1: right. And and that's one thing I always tell people. Like I never really had a problem with Trump, you know, because Trump just – Trump made people who have those feelings and those emotions comfortable with showing them. He he showed that racism is still alive in this country and that it's still going to stay alive. But it showed you who they were. Like, okay, now we know. Now we know, okay, these individuals are still here. These individuals are still alive and well. Cool, move accordingly. But to make them, try to make them like you is like, how, how, how the fuck did I make you like me if you've always hated me? And why would I want to? You know, why would I, why would I want your fake love? Why would I want you to smile on my face and be waiting for the opportunity to stab me in my back. I'd rather know, as soon as I turn my back, then going to stab the fuck out of me. So I better keep looking at him in his eyes at all times. You know, and it's just, that's the way I think about it. And it's like, I don't care if you're
0: racist. Just stay away from me. Yeah, absolutely. And that's brilliant. But what would you say to a white person? And this is where I think the biggest great divide is. And, And you carken back to Donald Trump. And you say, he kind of made it okay for us to say, hey, where's your TV set again is my point. You know what I mean? It made it okay uh, all of a sudden. Like to be that, thing. I can guarantee it to you, that motherfucker who said it, if there was six people, if it was Akil, a couple of his brothers, he wouldn't have said shit.
1: He wouldn't have said it, right. And I don't think he made it okay. I think he just made it to where the people who would, who would say it think it's okay. You know, the people who would say that now think it's okay, so now we can pinpoint who they are. Like, they've been hidden for so long, <clears throat> and they've been destroying shit because they've been hidden.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Bring them out. That's the way I feel about it, bring them out. Yeah. You know, That's- if you're racist, be a proud racist. Don't be a scared racist. You know, don't be scared. Like, you you talk, you, you feel like you're superior, why are you scared to express that? Express it, so I know. And if I got to,
0: I'll punch in your face. You know, so. well, <laughs> well, what's funny is, and I think that's the problem, and, and, Vig, you can comment right after this too, is that it seems like white people are really afraid to acknowledge and look in the mirror that they have been racist. Vig, I mean, we talked about right.
2: – we actually had Sharon Osborne on our last episode. Uh, yeah, so to speak. And uh, we were going through that whole thing that had happened on the talk earlier this week. And it was really, it really signifies exactly what TJ says is that, and, and just in general, I think people, white people aren't willing to be outspoken by by a lot of this. They'll just kind of be like, okay, okay, okay. It's like the path of least resistance, you know, whatever's not going to rock the boat, you know, I'm, I'm talking about like the normal, you know, working class, professional white America. Who's like, you know, they're not, they don't, they don't want to rock the boat. So like what, whatever, man. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. B- BLM and, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, you, you, uh, th- we should be hiring more, more, more people, you know, and stuff <laughs> just this, like you're just like, wait a minute, are you guys really, like, on board? Like, are they, th- they don't really feel like they offer, it's like, whatever's, whatever's going to rock the boat the least right now. And I just feel like, right. man, I, sometimes when you start peeling back the layers with that, then you start realizing, whoa, whoa, wait, well, this person defends their friend who said this. And now all of a sudden it's a freedom of speech issue and all this stuff. And it's like, no, wait a minute. This was all like, <laughs> we just got done talking about, except no, they were just, it was all kind of hiding under these uh, covers, which I think middle America is full with, especially like when you were talking about the different types of set, the way the neighborhoods are set up in those neighborhoods, in those like white, affluent neighborhoods, they could have this could be going on, but they would just be like, oh, uh, it's cool, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like Cam Newton. He's the best. Yeah. I want him to, I want him to be shit like that. You know? And it's just like, wait a minute. Are you guys really, I, I feel like it does cover up a lot of what's going on. You know? And, well, I, and uh, it's like, a, it's a huge, it's a huge part of the population.
0: Well, that's the thing.
2: You yeah. white people. I don't think, and Kyle, you can go right to this. I
0: don't think a lot of people like those, because those people who are making those jokes that we were growing up with, they're saying that they was we didn't grow up in a racist town. And I think that's just a lot of people in America. They don't acknowledge that we have a racist history in a racist town or a racist country, which we do. Right. And a lot of it is
1: having to admit that your grandfather was a racist. You know, having to admit that your great-grandfather was probably a racist. You know, they probably did things and taught you things that weren't right based upon their beliefs and you don't want to have to face that fact. And it's like I don't believe everybody that says certain shit is racist. Prejudice, maybe. They may have a deep prejudice. But I don't believe everybody that says certain things are racist. You know, it's like we've gotten so sensitive to where if you say anything, like black is so profitable. Let me say let me say that. Black it's so profitable right now to jump on board of the black bandwagon for a lot of these companies and a lot of these people is so profitable. But, and it's like, if if you don't jump on board, you're considered a racist. If you don't jump on board and say, okay, well, I support Black Lives Matter, you're considered a racist if you're white. you know. And it's like, no, nah, that's not a fucking racist. That's just a motherfucker that don't agree with what the fuck I agree with. Like, that doesn't mean he hates me because of the color of my skin, or she hates me, or she feels that she's superior than me because of the color of my skin. They
0: just don't believe in the same shit that I believe in. Yeah, so that's my point, and, and I think where it's hard to defend the left and liberals who cry racism, and, I'm, and even though mostly, actually, I, I, a lot of white ones, too, seem to be the loudest ones. But liberals are, are yelling racism, yelling racism, and it really hurts the fucking cause because there's genuinely just conservatives aren't racist, but they literally, for some reason, don't believe racism exists and they're libertarians or whatever, and they're considered racist because they don't believe in Black Lives Matter. And it's that's really hurting the cause because now they are put in a corner like, whoa, I'm not racist, am I? And then you have a reaction like we had from Sharon Osborne, who – she's a right. lady from England. You know she said some racist shit in her life. Right! Right! Like, we know this for a fact! Like,
1: you have said some racist shit in your life, so the fuck what? I mean, do I believe she hates black people? No! Do I think that she may have a superior complex? Yes! But that doesn't necessarily mean it's just the black people. That's the fucking anybody. She's fucking Sharon Osbourne.
0: She feels like she's fucking queen of the fucking world. Oh, actually, we have Sharon Osborne on the line right now. wants to say hi to Kyle? Oh, Kyle, how are you, darling? Sharon, no. I seen your it's... show. Oh, not my God. Is, I am not fucking racist, Kyle. I'm telling you that. I'm not fucking racist.
1: You should have never told that lady not to cry. Let that lady cry. She needs to cry.
0: Well, I mean, the blacks are a little bit emotional sometimes,
1: aren't they? I didn't mean that. I'm not That's racist. God damn it. That's racist.
2: That's racist.
0: All right. We got to get rid of her. She, You know what? Every time she comes on, we think she's going to be good, but then she says something like that. Unbelievable.
2: Yo, always. We were getting her actual sound bites from the show and kind of going through it, and uh, you just see her kind of melt down as her, her black co-host, uh, Cheryl Underwood basically just very cool calm collectively pulls those layers back like we were just talking about and it's like kind of put Bach kind of puts her right in a corner to the point where she just completely melts down and they had to go to a commercial break and she's dropping the f-bomb on the on on live tv because she had just right. gotten and uh, it wasn't even like she had said I don't know she just agreed with her friend who said something racist pretty much or, you know, and it just goes back to the Royal family, which is obviously a, a white Monarch. So that's white supremacy right there. And they're trying, you know, trying to defend this type of stuff that's going on. And we, we were just kind of talking about it this morning on an earlier episode as a, as kind of a precursor to this one. And uh, it, it was just kind of unbelievable to watch, um, you know, it wasn't like Cheryl was getting like offended or anything, but she was just kind of like, Talking and peeling back the layers, and then she and, and she, Sharon Osbourne was basically doing it to herself. Really, kind of showed, like what you were saying. Uh, you know, it's, it's so it's so popular right now that like people just want to get on board. Right? So they so she's this she's this talk show host on this you know, nationally syndicated talk show, and she's not she's not racist. You know, she had said it. TJ had on the sound she, like, she said, "I'm not racist," you know. And here they're just pulling back the. And she says, "I'm doing this as your friend." I'm doing this as your friend. This person's like, I'm your friend. And this is what we're talking about this. And and she's just going, she's having a complete conniption over it. And I feel like you, you could probably do that to a lot of people. You could probably do that to me. You could probably do that to, to, to many of these like Hollywood types, really. Cause you know. Right. If I, if I, if I backed you in a corner and
1: made you just recant everything that you've ever said, everything that you've ever done. And, you know, and I helped everything that you ever done against you or might have said against you. You may not have ever been around black people or Spanish people through the ages of one to 15. I don't know. So your demographic may have been your friends may have. So you may have had jokes and you may have, you know, it's just a thing to do growing up like you follow your friends. That doesn't, for me, define you as who you are as an adult. That's where you define is what you do as an adult when you start to know better. So yeah, if you back somebody in, you say, "Oh, and you hundred years ago you said this," so like, I made a mistake. My bad. Like, I'm I'm grown now. You know what I mean? And so, like I say, and when it comes to the media. I think they ignite more than they inform.
2: Uh, You know, they're,
1: they're out here to ignite the race issue because the race issue only affecting the poor and the middle class. Like, you keep us divided, you keep the poor whites and the poor blacks divided, we can't win. As a country, normal people won't win. And as long as they keep that divide, they keep igniting that. And they keep every show. It's about race. It's something about race. If somebody comes up, race. They just keep feeding the fuel of the of the country, which is racism. And you keep the country divided. Politicians don't tell you shit no more. It's all about sound bites, book deals, and show deals. That's it. Oh, so you that's know. It, it.
2: Yeah.
1: So it's like
0: it's crazy. It's how can they supplement their income as a a politician. Right, right. They don't tell you shit about the shit that they're passing.
1: They'll give you the good point. They'll give you one or two good points. This is going to do this. This is going to be great for this. They won't tell you shit about where you're going to take the money from how it's going to affect this and how it's going to affect that because that's not what they're there for. They're there at this point to entertain you. Like, when we were growing up, we're all about the same. Thing. When the fuck do we see politicians constantly on TV? Like when? Now it's about entertainment. It's about who can get the best soundbite, who can make the best clip, who can have the best show on Fox or CNN.
2: And it's polarized. While the country goes to shit. It's red and blue. You got the polarized. So blue is blue is compassionate, and red is not.
1: <laughs> Behind closed doors,
2: they both sitting there like, "We got this."
1: We got this. You scratch my back, I'm gonna scratch yours. But don't worry, I'ma make you look bad for a little while, but I'm gonna let you recover sooner or later. And then you get the chance to make me look bad. But at the end, long as we win, long as we eat we got the same people that we can we complain about the country, but yeah, we keep voting the same sixty and eighty year old motherfuckers in the office.
2: That's really? been <laughs> How does that make sense? I was watching an interview with Ice Cube, and he, he was really he was getting really to that whole point that you just made, and then he was saying that out of out of the administrative the administrative that was actually he was seeing the 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 most progress was was the Trump administration, and that was just and I was just like whoa, you know, and I'm just like he said I don't know I'm not telling you, I'm, I'm undecided voter. This is right around the time of the election, so I'm an undecided voter, but I'm just letting you know, you know, with it's like you know. It really is. It's like, you know, they're, they're all kind of in each other's, well, it's just like, who, who can, who can get away with the most now, you know? And, but right. but you have said that, like, as long as they can keep, keep us divided. They're they're always going to be able to win and always be able to push their agenda. A lot. And uh, you know this whole inclusion and like you were saying, things are popular now. It's just it's just making the racism worse because then now you're overcompensating. You're saying, well, we're going to hire more black people now in this position, or we're going to like do this, and they're going to do that. and it's just like. And now, now now it's making the people that were there, or like the people that are around that that could even be Asian or Hispanic. That, now how do they feel? Like, you know, and it's just like spurring all of this on, making it all right. worse. It's just like washing all, you know, the unequalness is is just is is actually out of control at this point now, as it seems. But because now you made black people
1: seem like such victims, which don't get me wrong, they we as a, as a culture, we have been victimized. But you make white people Ashamed to be white. Like, you make them scared to be white. Right. Like, like so, yeah, now, you you, so now you either like, okay, I got to jump on this side or I got to jump on this side because if I'm stuck in the middle, I'm fucked up. Like, I don't even know which way to turn. And that just, that breeds more hate. Yep. That breeds, that breeds more animosity. And and that and to me, like that's where the media and the politicians are driving the country to, and, and they, for their agenda. For their agenda, you have to re, refuel that that hate and that anger that was. I ain't gonna say going away, but it was it was sub, it was dying. It was, it was under the mat, you know. Dorm, yeah, dormant, and you got to refuel it.
0: You, you got to refuel it. <laughs> How much do you put on a Trump – personally, how much do you put on a Trump fan knowing everything that's happened and everything in the four years that 75 million people went out and voted for this man? And are they all racist? Are they mostly racist? So what is your personal opinion? Not that you can really answer that question. How the fuck do you know? But my question is at what point is it ignorance and what point is it racism? I mean what what point is it mis, misinformation and education? I
1: think a lot of it is just old loyalty. All loyalty to being a Republican. To you know, yes, a lot of it, a lot of them definitely are racist. Like they showed that, they let you know that. Like, you know, they showed their faces. A lot of them is, yeah, racist. But a lot of them, especially like the older people, like like Texas. If you look at Texas, anything outside of a major city is fucking red. Like there's no blue anywhere outside of Dallas, San Antonio, Houston, to all none. And it's like these are older people; these are loyal Republicans. They just have Republican beliefs, and they can't—they can't rock with Democrats. Some can. Some are like, "Okay, this Republican shit. I, Trump done fucked it up. I gotta—I gotta rock with the Dems." And some are just like, "Nah, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm gonna stay loyal to the Republicans and hope they rebuild and hope the Republican side gets better." No, I don't think they're all racist. I think some of them are racist. Some of them are ignorant. Some
0: of them just loyal as fuck. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. I mean, my dad was 1,000% a Republican. What's funny is he's a hippie singing about anti-war shit in 1972, and then in 1986, Reagan hits, and it's, whoa! And so he's a Republican, <laughs> and he's dying defending Rush Limbaugh and all that. I, now, my question is, and we, Vic and I talk about this all the time, and this is life in general, lack of acknowledging the sins. And we talked about, we we had a historian, black historian, Jesse Tappan on a couple of days ago. And we talk about the civil war and how that war was rewritten by the losers. The history is rewritten by the South to make, to not demonize the South quite as much as they fucking should have been. People start defending them right. saying that, Oh, it wasn't even about slavery. Fuck you. It wasn't about slavery. What the fuck? Right. But, but even with that, as a
1: country, we allowed that to go on for how long? Up until now. And now, because it's 100% the thing to do is to support the Black side, it's, you have to switch everything that we made you believe as a, as, a, as a child and everything. You have to switch that right now. You have to give up that belief right now. So you, you got people that's, that's ignorant as fuck, and that's just stuck. Like, no, it wasn't about racism. It was about, the, like, I don't know what history books you was reading, but it was 100% about racism. But the country has allowed that Southern pride to build in them for decades. The country, like, when that war was over, we, as a country, if it was that important, the Confederate flag should have never been flown again. You should have never seen that after that. But we allowed it to fly in South Carolina for 50 years, 60, like, well, whenever the Civil War, you know how long the Civil War was. But we allowed it, and now we're just like, oh, well, okay, we, we're going to right the wrongs, but you have to immediately agree with it. And like I said, forcing people to do something and making them feel like if you don't do it, you're a horrible individual does nothing but anger them even more. Because you tell me to do some shit that I want to do, I'm not going to do it. And I might do the opposite. Just because you fucking who the fuck you think you are telling me what to do.
2: That's been a big part of this pandemic, too. Right, with,
1: with the mask. Sure. People just, what do you, what do you mean I got to wear a mask? No, you can't tell me what to do. It's my... I'm, it's free country. You bag people in corners, everybody can, everybody does not comply. And it just makes people breathe more hate. So.
0: Yeah, and it's fu- It's funny. So you're black man, and you are black as fuck, if I can say that. Is that cool to say that? Yes, I mean- <laughs> yes. with the dreads and everything. No, but just, you know, like, it's it's what I love about it. And the, the reason I wanted to be on the, on the show here at 40-something Podcast is because you don't bang the liberal drum and the typical guy that a lot of people from our hometown, a lot of conservatives, a lot of Republicans, oh, uh, black people always say this. And no, 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 no. It's what the ones that are yelling the loudest on CNN want you to think. Not what everybody's Right. Thinking. Right. You can't you got
1: to look for yourself. And I'm like, at this point, you just got to stop. You got to stop listening to the fucking news. Like, the news is horrible because they tell you, the news now tells you when to be mad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It tells (laughs) you when to be upset. It tells you when to riot. It tells you when, like, it tells people when to do things. And people listen. And people follow. And it's like, so what what the fuck what is the word? Social engineering yeah. is alive and well. Yeah. And people have yeah. been are being socially engineered to follow whatever the television tells you to do, whatever these politicians or whatever these people tell you to do. No longer your own research no more. You just do what they tell you to do. Yeah,
0: yeah you see a meme and all of a sudden you post it complete bullshit meme. I think there were, you know, even on the left side. For example, there's a meme going around that Donald Trump said that uh, in an interview that he would, if he ever ran for president, he would run as a Republican because the base is stupid. I'm paraphrasing. Trump never said that, so it's on both sides. Right. And right, and you see it. You know, you, we saw that even with the Me Too movement in a lot of ways. I and mean, there were some dudes who lost their fucking careers, and they really all he, like Louis C.K. All he did was jerk off in his apartment.
1: <laughs> i mean two movements that that's just serious i i don't even know we could talk about that that's so serious
2: it has everybody going through like you know we were we even did that on an episode here where we went through our past uh you know acquaintances people you know just because like like you were saying like back so back in the 90s and back in the early 90s when we were coming up you know, and you can even hear it in, in, like, hip-hop music and things. And, like, that's why Russell Simmons came under fire. because it, it was just a different time. Like, you know, it was like bitches and hoes. And it was like, you know, this was like the beginning of this, too. And it was it, it was just different. And now that is just not acceptable at all, you know. And not it, I, not so that cool. it ever was, but I don't know. It just it just shows you how woke society has become and how we still have our cultures of, like, just kind of twisted and stuff. So that was woke
1: but then i'm like it's partially like we just overly sensitive and we just it's whatever trends we follow is whatever trends because you get some of these cases and don't get me wrong I, let me say this i'm not discrediting any woman who was ever sexually abused in any way shape form or fashion yeah but how easy it, is it for for me to hit up hit the lottery and for an old girlfriend to say, he sexually abused me. If I'm famous, all she has to do is say it. She doesn't have, have any merit behind it. If you're trying to come at me and get me, all you have to do is find women I've dealt with and have them say, he sexually abused me. And it's a wrap for me, whether I did it or not. Whether, if I get found not guilty a year from now, it's still over with for me. From the time that she says that, without any proof, without any backing, anything, it's over for me. Yeah, and it's po- just like we've become a society where it's just like all—all all you gotta do is say it. You ain't gotta be true. All they gotta do is say it. Oh, uh, it's scary. scary. That's that's, that's scary. scary.
2: I mean, the thing is, it's like I, I was kind of thinking of the whole Andrew Cuomo thing that was going on, uh, how like each day there was another person coming out. And it's like, how, how do you know? And then even Brett Kavanaugh, when he became the uh, Supreme Court nominee and then became Supreme Court Justice Office, you know, he had this whole thing. Where there was these accusers and then they were kind of going through it. And then the one actually ended up retracting her. She ended up retracting it and it didn't get nearly of as of press. Yeah. So a
1: lot of them do. A lot of them end up like you get twenty, five of them will retract the statement. You know, and it's like just like with the Deshaun Watson right now. Yeah, yeah all of a pretty sudden pretty he's hard having hard. court, he's yeah. having he's having contract issues, he's making a stance. Now all of a sudden all these women are coming after him. Where did this come from all of a sudden? It's like, but he in the in his eyes of social media, in the eyes, of the media, he will be found guilty until proven innocent. Not innocent until proven guilty. He's guilty until he's proven innocent. Absolutely. And,
0: and that's, that's, but but the thing is, my thing scary. about that, and I want to kind of spin back to 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 the race issues. But my thing on that is, is that you have a lot of men who got away with it. So is it? I mean, it's kind of fucked up, but. I'm sure the other side of the coin, there's a lot more women who shut the fuck up the last hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years or just basically got abused and raped on a daily. Eh, It's kind of like when when a black guy gets a job over a white guy when everything's equal. It's kind of like, fuck them. Even if it's a little more to the white guy, eh, what am I going to complain? You know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just like power, power and money. And then it's just like, in situations like that, just like being a black guy, it it can suck to be a woman up against, depending on who you're up against. Yeah. You know what I mean? Depending on who you're up against, it can suck because you know you can't win. You know, so it's easier, and unfortunately it's fucked up like that. It's easier to keep it to yourself than it is to make it public. Because making it public will only hurt you in the end.
0: You know, depending on who you're up against. Yeah. It depends on how you parlay that into some kind of career. I mean, there's some women. I think there was who was the woman who broke the story about the kids from Duke when a girl said she got gang raped, and all and the entire time she was just open for business. You know what I mean? <laughs> and right. so this woman who broke the story got national fame, and then she broke the story about A. Rod several years later, but she got national fame on a bunk bullshit story. Right. Because all you have to do is run with it. Run with you, run with one side. And
1: sometimes it's the wrong side.